actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BADLANDSRanch.com slash MC911 today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Most everyone has some sort of fear of the unknown. Sometimes that can be a branch of some sort of other fear. That suspicious looking person standing in the shadows of a street corner. You don't know what they'll do, if anything at all, as you walk by. That bump in the night that wakes you up and you don't know what it is. Maybe it was a scratch at the window. You slowly get up to look out and see what it was. And when you open your curtains, there's someone right there staring back at you. Today's episode isn't really involving anything like that. It's different. In fact, it doesn't involve any sort of crimes at all. But something very different than what is a usual call coming into dispatch. This one involves deadly animals. The calls I play in this episode today, I can promise they'll make you look more closely at your surroundings. Welcome back to another episode of Music City 911. In this episode, I have two calls to play for you. Both are pretty lengthy, but they need to be played out to really get several aspects to both calls. 
they're both incredibly tense and even scary. There won't be a ton of talk on my part, just simply because the types of calls I'll be playing, there isn't a crime involved to even lightly talk about. But there are definitely some important bits of info to share about them. The first call I'm going to play for you is out of Florida. After it's played, I'm going to talk about some of what was going on in the call because I have zero doubt at all that on your end, there will be probably a ton of questions. This isn't going to be something that starts out involving animals. Quite the contrary. But it does turn into that. So let's get on this first one. Here we go. 911, what's the location of the emergency? Oh, a lady just ran. Okay, okay, sir, what is your address? I'm on the golf course at Boca Royale. Do you know the, the, do you know the address? I'm at, but I'm out on the golf course for Inglewood. I tried to swim in and go almost round. Oh, God. Okay. This is a sick hole called the clubhouse. Boca Royale Golf Course, Inglewood. Okay. They'll get somebody out here. Oh, God. I think I'll have a heart attack. Okay. Okay, sir, what is the closest cross street to you? Highway 776. 776, okay. All right, sir, what is the phone number you're calling from in case we get disconnected? Oh, I think I'm going to pass now. Okay, okay, sir, just stay on the line with me. Oh. Oh, God. Oh. Sir, stay on the line with me. Don't hang up. I, I'm, I'm oh, going to get you help. Okay, sir, tell me exactly what happened. I was playing the sixth hole, and this lady was across the water. Looked like she was trimming the edge, and she fell in. She was screaming. I tried to get to her, and she went under. I just couldn't find her. I thought I was going to die. Oh, God, my chest hurts. I'm 70 years old. Okay, okay, so so you are calling for um, medical for the lady, right? For the female? Or do, do you she's, need an ambulance? She's gone. She's gone. She's under the water. Oh, God. I don't think I'm going to make it. All right, so stand Help! by, Oh, God. Hey, I hear people. Stay on the line with me. 
can't breathe. Now, on the golf course. Okay. It's almost at the green. Hole six. Oh. oh God. I just couldn't get to her. I tried. Okay. What 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 type of body of water is this? It's a canal. Perhaps around the golf course. How An many alligator. people are in the water? One lady. She looked okay. elderly. Oh, God. I'm sending someone to help you now. Stay on the line. I'll tell you exactly what to do next. Listen carefully. This could be a very dangerous situation. Do not go in the water. I've already been in the water. Okay. How long have they been there? It's been about... I don't know, five or ten minutes. It was oh, four or five minutes before I got back into the shore and called you. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Can Can you see the person? No, I can't see anything. I'm laying down. I can't get up. Okay. Okay. What 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 was the uh, last location of the person was seen? In the water, under the water. She went under. Please, sir, stand in line with me. I'm, I, I do have help on the way. Okay, oh I think I need oxygen. I can't breathe. I can't get a breath. Okay. How much time has passed since, since you last saw the person? I don't know, about five minutes before I called you. Okay, before. But what is the exact location the person entered the water? Beside me. Help. Okay, okay, sir. Is it north or south of the intersection of Gulfview Drive and North Cayman Isles Boulevard? Is it north I don't or south? Do you know? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Hole six. The sixth hole on Boca Royal, Boca Golf Course. Hole six. Okay. No, help me. You said hole six, sir? What do you need? What do you want me to do for you? My wife's calling 911. Stay on the phone. Okay. Yeah. A woman fell in the water. She drowned. Okay. I tried to sir, get her. Sir, caller, can you hear me? And she's talking to you. Yeah, this is... Okay. Okay, I I I do still have some questions for the for the man that called. I I do I do have help on the way though. Okay. Okay. Are, are you okay? I can't breathe. What do you want me to do for you? I tried to get her. I'll, I'll Where's she at? 
She's under the water. She's, she's under the water right here? She's calling. Oh, damn. She was on the other side. My wife's calling you now. She's calling 911, too. Okay. Okay, how far from the shore are they? Well, we're on the sixth hole of Boca Royale, and then there's a canal right on the sixth hole. And this gentleman said a woman's drowned, and that's it, right on the canal. They're in the okay. canal. Okay, but how far from the shore are they? Can can, can you ask him? Uh, how far from the shore, do you know, or from the canal? 50 feet. 50 feet, maybe. Can you see her if I go over there? I don't see her underwater. I swam out there. I couldn't get her. Oh, damn. Okay, okay, sir. Do you do you have a sir? Do you have a street address? Yeah. That we can use. Yeah. Go. Uh, I'm in. In Boca Royale. Maybe get on that side of the command. Well, if I can't get her, she's under the water. Okay. My wife just said they're on their way. You stay here. I'm gonna go see. There's a woman that drowned over here. I'll be right there. I just want to see her. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I wish I could have got to her. Oh. Oh. Okay, sir. Yes. Okay. Describe the person's appearance and clothes. The woman, I was, at, I was a good, I was 80, 90 yards away on the green. She was, she was working around the edge. She looked like she was late 80s, thin, gray hair. She fell over the side. The other side was coming out from me. Okay. Oh, God. Can't get a grip. Do you, do you do you know what she was wearing? No, I don't. Oh. Yeah, what, what can I do for you? Oh, I just need air. Okay, okay, sir. I I am sending you help as well. Okay. Okay. And I I see the woman. She's just floating in the water, about fifty feet. Okay. You, Okay, so so you can see her now? Yeah, I can see the body, yep. And I would jump in, but I mean she's dead and no, the do, do not do not jump out. in the water. Okay, good. So I see the body and I hear some sirens too. I can hear them come in. Are you gonna be all right? If I could just Do you want me to lift you up or anything? No, I thought it'll Okay. Okay. Is anyone injured? Are you doing all right? Do you need any help at all? I think I drank some of that water. I tried to get to her. I just couldn't find her. Maybe bring a... What's your name? Maybe bring a backup plane on the ground. Okay. I, I, do, I, do, I do have help on the way for him and the, and the female as well. Okay, good. Okay. okay, well, do you want me to stay on the line with you, or what do you want to do? Okay, okay, yes, sir. Stay on the line with me. Okay. Okay, I, I am just going to give you some instructions. I'll stay on the line sure. with you as long as I can. If it's safe to okay. do so, keep all bystanders away from the area. 
and meet the firefighters in a safe location. Do not approach or enter any hazardous or dangerous areas. If anything okay. worsens in any way, just let me know and tell me when the firefighters get there, okay? Okay. Body floating over there. Try to help her. There's a woman right over there float. Yeah. I'm with you. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. Good job. Wait. I know. She's very scared. I'm going to attack you. Was she alive when you went out there? Yes. She was? Yeah. Damn. That's why I got to her. She went under. God damn it. God damn it. Okay, sir. Um, Have have a, some someone uh, get the... Uh, Medics when they get there, or flag them down, if you can. Yeah, I'll flag them down. Okay. We're the only ones. Back. We're on a golf course. We're no, I, I I understand. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is awful. <clears throat> I'm walking over there now. Okay. Yeah, I can see the gator floating in the water, so I'm not going. Like so I'm not going in there. I think she might have went under. Yeah, I can see a gator right, right in front of me. Uh, I, I, I can kind of see. Yeah, I can, I can see. Her, I can see a part of her body. Well, she, I could see. Shit, yeah. There's something floating around her now. Oh my god, is that her? Yeah, that's her. Yeah, she just came to the top. Oh, damn it! And there's a gator. 20 yards from her. <clears throat> that's awful. Oh, my, you know, there's a gator right next to her. That's what's floating her up. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the movement. Yeah, there's a gator right next to her head or some part of her body. And there's another one, too. I can hear the sirens. I just don't see anybody yet. Okay. All right, just just stand in line with me, sir. Damn. Those gators don't waste any time. Oh, damn. Okay, sir, can I can I can I have you uh ver verify the address or a that you're at? Yeah, I'm, or I'm right here? on. I, yeah, I'm right on the sixth hole, so I'm on the. Okay. You know, I can see the sirens. I'm looking across. They're, they must be on golf view right now. So okay. I can see two sirens. Okay. I, I, I am going to stay on the phone with you until they get there. Okay, good. Good. Yeah, I see I see two cars coming in here on golf view. Okay. Can, 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 you, can you still see the woman's body? Yeah, I can, yeah. No. I can see a third car coming in here, too. Okay. <clears throat> Dang it. I wonder how she ended up in here. Okay, now I see a fourth car coming in. Looks like the other yeah, fifth car. So you guys got the troops coming in. That's good. Yeah, that's a fire truck. Looks like a cop car. Okay, so I'm going to walk over, see if I can flag these guys down. Okay, sir, 
Uh, stay, stay on stay on the phone until they are with you, though. Yeah. Just because sure. I I want to make sure that they get to you. No, no, that's good. I'm just trying to see how these guys are going to get through here, because this is a canal. Oh, here they come, sir. Yo, over here. Okay, I see a guy coming. Okay, can can they see you? Yeah, they can. Can you see me? Okay, good. Yeah, you can see me. All right. Okay, sir. I will go and let you go then. Thank you very much for He looks like he needs help. So we got a guy okay. coming right Okay, so, so are you with them now? Yeah. Okay. Okay, sir. I will go. I wanted to play that entire call to let you, just like in other episodes, be in the dispatcher's chair and feel as much like they do when they have to stay on the line until help arrives. Sometimes it can be several minutes just like that one. I'll start off by addressing some things that I'm sure are on everyone's minds right now. The response time is one thing. It did take a long time to get there by national standards. I'm not sure how far away the closest fire or medical station was to this golf course, but regardless of the distance, the golf course itself will likely add several minutes onto the response time. Places like that are not equipped to have big vehicles like fire trucks or ambulances to go on even their paved pathways. An attempt to do so could possibly break through the concrete and get the responder's vehicle stuck. And even if that concrete was readied for weight like that, there's usually no way for vehicles that size to access the course. So likely they had to park in the parking lot outside and walk their stretcher in. They could have been provided a golf cart in, but that likely also wouldn't have happened because the stretcher wouldn't have been able to have been transported on one of those safely and certainly not with a patient on it on the way back. I think that if the patient would have been in the parking lot of a grocery store, that 15 or so minute call would have been cut to 10 minutes or less. That covers the response time. When looking at calls like this on news or other type of sources, I like to read the comments and see what they're saying about the calls. One thing glaring about this one was comments about the dispatcher. There were questions all around about her. Why did she take so long? Why did she ask the questions when she did? Why did she ask those particular questions? Why were there pauses? Things like that. Now, while I can't answer some of those with absolute certainty, though I can on a couple, I can give you my opinion of what was going on. I can't be sure, but I believe that could have been a newer dispatcher. Could have been one in training, not sure. That's no excuse for some of the slower bits, but it can explain at least a portion of it. It sounded like the software she was using maybe was still a bit new to her. As I said, I can't say that for sure, but I've heard enough trainees and new dispatchers to know how it is. The slower bits, like I was saying, the pauses in between questions and such, as well as the rest of the questions, I think I can pretty firmly answer about. If you're a veteran listener of this show, I bet you can recall more than a few times hearing the phrase, tell me exactly what happened. 
that comes from a standard protocol software that is used internationally by a lot of agencies. In fact, I believe it's probably the most widely used one available. It has some good questions and some very good instructions for doing things like controlling bleeding, CPR, birthing babies, things that need to be done before responders get to the scene. But it also has some faults, in my opinion, one of which is the grading. Yes, dispatchers are graded on their calls, particularly medical calls. We want to keep in a high standard for obvious reasons. But with this software, a lot of the questions can be irrelevant, specific to the situation. But because of the grading system put in place by this protocol, you have to ask every question listed, as it is listed, in both wording and in order. And if you don't, you can be marked down in the grading of the call. To add to this, I could tell that she was using both a set of fire and medical protocols from the same company. When you introduce both to a situation, it can slow things down. In general, in something like this situation, the fire and rescue portion would take precedence over the medical portion. There's someone in the water that's likely drowned, still in the water. That makes this a water rescue. Special equipment is needed for any retrieval of the victim. Depending on the size of the body of water she was in, that could either mean rescue swimmers, a boat, or maybe a combination of both. So you have to start there to rescue the person out of the water. In general, people that have been without air for around four minutes have already passed. But that's just an average. There have been cases where someone has been underwater for much longer than that and still been brought back. So every bit of angle had to be covered just in case that was a workable arrest. Then you have to jump to the medical side after you get through with the fire side of things. The original caller, he tried getting her out of the water. He's an elderly man as well. At the point that we were listening to him on the phone call, he was likely having a heart attack. Obviously, he was having trouble breathing on top of that. So questions and instructions regarding that would have to be fielded as well. Transitioning from one to the next isn't as seamless as it should be. And then you have the other hugely glaring issue, the alligators. You can't predict what these animals are going to do. In Florida, I'm sure they're more used to dealing with these animals. But on that issue, I can't really comment on how they would deal with it. Here in Tennessee, believe it or not, alligators were native to the area and lived here for a long time. For several reasons, they're not as prevalent anymore. But there have been sightings in West Tennessee, one recently just outside of Memphis in Fayette County, at the Wolf River Wildlife Management Area. They're opportunistic feeders who usually just eat smaller animals like fish and turtles. But being they're opportunistic, anything that comes in their path could be made a meal. In this case, the drowning victim was trying to clear some weeds right by the water. Gardening, of sorts. She slipped and went down a slope into the water, and while there, one alligator grabbed her by her right arm, and another got her left hand and pulled her under the water. 
while I say drowning victim, an official autopsy report hasn't been released. It's thought, though, that she drowned, but likely the cause of the drowning was her being pulled under the water by the alligators. The man who jumped in the water to try to save her is 70 years old. He did suffer a heart attack, but is expected to recover from that. While most listeners may likely never have even been close to an alligator, if you're around a spot that has them, whether that be you live there or just on vacation, a good rule of thumb is that you should consider every body of water to have gators in them. That's what most people in Florida go by. I'm sure in other parts of the country that have them, they try to spread the word of the same. The next call, even though the first call was a lot, this one is even more chilling. Frederick County 911, what is the address of the emergency? 7613 Iron Gate Lane. 7613 Iron Gate Lane. The bear has attacked me. I'm laying in the driveway. What, it, what attacked you? Bear, and he's still here. Please help me. Close 
with me, Cam? driveway in front in the toward the front of the house um i'm like halfway down the driveway in the middle of the driveway i came to see what was wrong with my daughter's dog barking in the back and out of the woods and attacked me my dog is back at my house next door but my husband is deaf and he cannot hear him His number is Ron Osborne. Please call him and tell him not to come here to wait for animal control or the bear will attack me again. And where's the bear now? Do you see it? Right behind me. He's behind me and he's snorting and stomping and digging in the ground like he's getting ready to attack. He's moving again. Dear God, help me. They're coming as fast as they can, dear. He cannot come here. The bear will attack him. Oh my God, he circled around in front of me again. He's trying to kill me. Please. They should be if you can hear the sirens. Oh, 
They're gonna run over me. They're gonna run over me. You okay, see them coming down the lane? He's right here in front of me. And where's the bear now? I don't know. He was in front of me, so I'll run from back to in front of me. Okay, yeah, but now you have the sheriff's department on scene, right? Yes, sir. Please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Your voice is helping me to keep from... Yes, sir? I've been attacked by a bear. He's around here someplace. I'm, I'm all... My arms are broken. My leg is broken, I think. I'm chewed up on the back on my head. I'm very bad, sir. Sir, he came from over here. He circled around me ten times, and he's tried to re-attack me twice. I finally found my phone on the ground and called 911. I've been laying here for an hour. I need to get my daughter's dog inside too. The door's open. He broke my arm. He broke my leg. He bit my head, my face. He bit me in the face, in the back, in the thigh. He broke my arm in two places, I think. He really, he attacked me three times. Okay, Karen, are they there with you? He bit me in the face. He bit my arm in two places. He bit my back. He bit my legs. He bit me on the top of the head in the face. I'm in extreme pain. Okay. Did you make your back I can't tell. I'm in so much pain where he bit me other places. Okay. I have a... I, I broke my back several years ago, so I have a back problem anyway. Okay. I think he bit me in the eye. I'm in trouble here. I'm a mess. My husband lives next door. There, the house over there, 7615 on Osborne. 
The dog is in the yard to the left. His name is Bruce. If you could get him inside, tell him you're going to give him a cookie. Just open the front door. It's open. When she said the bear was still there, and then later right behind her, for me anyway, the entire dynamic of the call changed, and it was beyond eerie. Like I said before, scary even. When she first started talking, I wasn't sure why she was talking like she was. But after that bit, it all made sense. Most of the time that someone has been mauled like that by anything, whether it's a person or an animal, they're hysterical. She was being quiet, trying not to provoke any further attacks. A few comments I saw said the dispatcher was also trying his best to limit questions and also remain a bit more quiet, hoping to do the same regarding the attacks. This call occurred in Maryland and was the first documented bear attack on a human in 81 years. It happened in the driveway of the caller's home just after 9 p.m. According to reports, she had wounds on her head and body and a broken arm. Once she got to a hospital... She had to have 70 stitches. Bears like this, the black bear, can have a wide range of size, with males on average getting up to well over 500 pounds, and the biggest recorded wild black bear was an estimated 1,100 pounds. This bear was a 200-pound female black bear. Luckily, the bear was able to be tracked because it had a radio collar on, which had been placed on several bears to try and track several items to help with general wildlife management. Once the bear was located, it was euthanized. A common belief when being attacked by a bear is to play dead, the thinking that it will leave you alone afterwards. This is valid, but not for black bears. This would only be the case for brown bears, sometimes known as grizzlies, and even in this situation, it's only valid if it's a mother bear who is defending her cubs. According to bearsmart.com, if you're attacked and physically contacted by a bear, if it's a black bear or a predatory brown bear, you should absolutely fight for your life. Use whatever you can to try to fight the bear off. Rocks, sticks, whatever you can grab onto and use, you should. Aim for the face with what you have. With the playing dead for certain brown bear attacks, you should cover your head and neck with your arms and hands to try to protect them until the attack is over with. Bears in general have a pretty wide range, with a majority of American states having a population of at least some, and also widespread almost all throughout Canada. Even as far south as southern Florida, there are bears. Here in Tennessee, we also have them mostly in the mountainous areas of East Tennessee. So those of us local to me here in Middle Tennessee are safe. Or are we? Frequent sightings have happened well outside their normal range. They're starting to move around in Middle Tennessee as well. Sightings in Cookville and in Macon, Coffee, and Franklin counties have happened. And more recently, a bear has been spotted in Sumner and Wilson County, 
a guest of this show a long ways back, Judy Langston, who was one of my supervisors. She was traveling on her way into work one morning in the northwest corner of Davidson County and called me while she was driving, saying that she swore she saw a bear on the side of the road. At first, I didn't believe her. I thought there's no way there could be one in this close. The bears are way up in the mountains a couple hundred miles away from here. That's when I looked up and found the info about the one sighting there in Sumner County, which isn't that far from the portion of Davidson County I was talking about. And for those of you outside Davidson County, Davidson is the county where Nashville is. Yep, we have bears. So if you live in an area where there are bears, if you're out on a hiking trail or camping or whatever, as you move through the area, make a lot of noise. Carry some bear spray if you can find some. Be prepared. Personally, if I was to live in the mountains, I'd buy some bear spray to carry around with me. Better to have and not need than need and not have. That's it for this episode, but before I go, I have another podcast recommendation for you. This one is called California Dreaming. It's a well-established show that is a much longer format. By that, I mean one case is talked about in great detail over several episodes. The host is great, but without me saying too much, I'll let her explain it a bit better. California Dreaming is a true crime podcast launched in 2017 that delves into the dark side of the Golden State and sometimes beyond. Born and raised in California, I not only cover the crimes that have fascinated me over the years, but the ones that have fascinated you as well. With a backlog of hundreds of episodes and bonuses and dozens more on Patreon, you'll have countless hours to binge. And with soothing music and a unique, quiet intensity, you might just be lulled to sleep. Almost every episode is over an hour long, ad-free, with no loud bursts of music or audio clips. California Dreaming is available on all your favorite directories, so hit subscribe and give it a try. It just might be your new go-to bedtime podcast. Be sure to like the show on all social media, which will be listed in the show notes, and help support the show by becoming a member over at Patreon and receive ad-free episodes as well as bonus episodes, with several of those already available. Also, share it with anyone who will listen to something like this, too. I bet they'll love it. From Music City 901, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.